A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Grief fundamentally changes who we are and how we see the world. It's painful and heartbreaking, but also transformative and magical. This podcast is about grief and loss, but more importantly, it's about life and living fearlessly. I'm Kelsey Chittick, and welcome to Moms Don't Have Time to Grieve. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast. I am so glad to be here today with one of my most favorite people in the world, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her because she's super cool. This woman... Where do I start? She's an actress. She's part of the Lady Gang podcast. She's a New York Times bestselling author, and she was known as Kitty on Glee. You guys might know her as Becca Tobin, but I just consider her a best friend. Becca, thank you for coming on this podcast today. This is the highlight of my day, truly. You're the highlight of my life, and I'm going to explain to you guys a little bit about my relationship with Becca. To be honest, I didn't know that I had met the Becca Tobin the first time I met her. But I remember opening the door. She came to my house. We were going to do some healing. We all were going through some things. And I saw her and it was Disney magic. I was like, this girl, we're going to be friends. Here's the thing about Becca that's different from me. She looks good in everything she wears. Like she can put on a man suit and combat boots and she looks sexy. She sells everything on Instagram. I haven't bought anything in the last 12 months that I don't put the tagline Becca and then I get 20% (laughs) off. I mean, I have an entire face regimen that I've saved over $500 because I use her name. She's changed my life. But most importantly, we have grief in common. And I'm just glad that you're here because the best way I can explain it, Becca, is you're the friend someone that's grieving should have. Everybody needs a friend like you when they are going through this process. I've only known you for a couple of years, but you get it on every level. And we laugh more than we cry when we talk about this stuff. So I just look forward to kind of hearing your take because we've talked about it a lot, but not in depth Mm -hmm. because I kept bringing up my story, which is what I do. Just try to take over. (laughs) So this podcast is also about moms not having time to grieve. And I know that you're a new mother. So I love that your son is here Mm -hmm. and you kind of understand that now too, what it would be like to grieve if you had children and you were grieving somebody while you were taking care of your baby. So I think there's a lot to talk about. We don't, we could talk for six hours, but I'm going to start just by asking you to tell us about your experience with grief, who it was with and how long ago it was. 
So I was 28 years old, 2014. I had been with my boyfriend for about a year and a half, living together, you know, the one, trying Mm -hmm. on engagement rings and... He had a ring and his grandmother's ring in the safe in our closet, kind of waiting for the right timing for us. And he went on a, a business trip to Philadelphia one night and I got a call the next day from his dad after many hours of silence, which was odd for him and, and out of character, but he was busy and really in like the the prime of his career. And so I just figured it was like, you know, doing the, doing his thing and... I got the call that you never, ever, ever want to receive. You never think you're going to be the one to receive. You know better than anyone what that call feels like. And I just got the call that they had found him in his hotel room and he had passed away in his sleep, 31 years old. Jeez. No evidence of foul play. He was not a drug user and he, you know, it it didn't make any sense. As you know, it takes forever to find out what, what what happened. And eventually they found out that a valve essentially detached from his heart, causing him to die pretty quickly. So that was my experience. And up until that point, I had such a charmed life. Yeah. You know, it was like I lost a, a grandmother that was sad and hard. And as a teenager, it's confusing. And But you aren't fully understanding what that is. My best friend's mother passed away when we were 16. And I think that that was the closest thing I had come to as far as like a life taken too soon and really the darkness of of grief, but still it wasn't my immediate family. So that was like my first, when I, when your heart broke into a million, billion, trillion pieces right. and you felt like it just crumbled and it was over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, well, that's a light story to start with. So sorry. <laughs> you know, I feel like this podcast is going to always hit just, one of the things I want to talk about is that when we share these stories, they're so sad, but here we are today and we're we're joyful and we're grateful. And I think it's important that you know the date of when people pass. And I didn't believe this before, but so it was 2014. So you're getting close to 10 years. You're almost eight years. Mm-hmm. And I do think time, as annoying as it is when people say that, is the magical healer. Mm-hmm. Like somehow God baked in the idea that you will, if you can hold on through the first days, months, and years, you will, you will, if you so choose, come out of it. And I think when I look at you and I look at your marriage to Zach and I look at your life, it's just, it's important that everybody that's listening, that's grieving and is in the early stages knows that it gets better. And I wanted to punch people in the face when they say mm-hmm. that, like, it'll get better. I was like, I hope you die. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you have no clue. It's not going to get better, you idiot. Like the person I loved is gone. So I want to talk to you about this idea too, because as I t- go through these questions, you and I talk a lot about kind of defining death differently. And there's something unique about Matt your fiance, and then my husband, Nate. And we didn't, we knew that the first night we met. So essentially, I I don't know if I was wearing my necklace or I brought it up, but Beck and I can get real spiritual and get real woo-woo if we need mm-hmm. to. And I had a necklace because Nate died on 11-11. And I just was like, it's a portal. Only special people are born. And when people die, I think it's important that you define meaning that brings you joy. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is. And so we were talking about it and you just kind of froze. And what did you tell me? Matt's birthday was 11-11. I mean, come on, everybody. Come on. 
come on. And I was like, I found a friend in life. That's it. So, so the gifts of, and the magic that I think we find in death is huge. And you'll find those connections over and over again. At least I've found that to be true. We talk a lot about how we can connect or what signs we get. So 1111 is a big sign for me. It's a big sign for you. When I ask you, when I, when I start this podcast and I ask people the question, when did you lose somebody? What, what could you, if, if you were me, how can we change that sentence? Because you and I don't really believe that we lost them because mm-hmm. lost means like you can't find them or something bad has happened, which is all true. But is there a different way we can we can word this or? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to say that for me, I think I, it took me longer to find Matt again. You know, mm-hmm. I think that there was a period of time where it was like, this is just flat out fucking over and terrible and there's no other way to put it. And I lost this person and it was several years in, you know, it was like our time together on this, in this realm came to an end yep. and, you know, his Bought, you know, like life as we knew it together is, is over, but like, you know, he's not over, us was never over. I, right. I don't know. It's hard to explain. No, and I, I, I juggle. No, I struggle. I struggle and I juggle mm-hmm. with the fact that when I say like, I found Nate again, it's not like he and I go to lunch together. Right. I'm not like living with his ghost. <laughs> I'm not in like Demi Moore, Patrick Swayze. He's not behind me on the pottery wheel, you know? I wish like, so much that that was I, I wish, and if anybody would be naked behind me on the pottery wheel, it would be Nate. Yes. But he's not there. So right. I try to explain that I don't always feel connected to Nate, mm-hmm. but there are signs that this thing is bigger than what I think. Mm-hmm. There are moments where I go, okay, he's go- he's, his body's gone. But I don't want to get too woo-woo and be like, when did he transition to the other realm? But I feel that way. I feel like we have this idea in our society that you're supposed to live to 86 Mm -hmm. or 82. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we'll feel bad if you died in your 70s. But if you make it to 80s, we kind of chalk it up. And you and I talk about how we're like, (laughs) and we're bad people. We're not going to do that. Because (laughs) when you lose someone young, you just hate everyone that lost them later. But I know there's a lot of people that really loved the people they lost later. So what what do you think when you were going through it? And I talk about this with friends all the time because it turns out people are dying all the time. Mm. And that we, we, you and I joke Shocker. about, we don't, I had no idea how many people, I mean, <laughs> heart attacks die. are happening all over the place. Oh yeah. I, I didn't know this was a thing Mm-mm. until it became my thing. Mm-hmm. But what can we say other than sorry for your loss? Because there's nothing <sighs> I hate more. I, 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 and I don't know what to say. I just had a situation where I was connected with a friend of a friend who she just recently lost her fiance. And I was sitting there like, what the fuck do I say? And I've been in that position. And so that's when we know we really are at a loss for it. I think I honestly just said, I think what I remember from that time was the thing that comforted me and it's different for everyone was actually people acknowledging how shitty it was. Yes, you know, so I said to her, I know this hurts like hell, mm-hmm. but it will not feel like this forever. Like that was the only thing I could think of that I remember having some vague, you know, memory of someone acknowledging my pain and not trying to be like, it'll be okay. I'm praying for you. Oh, and I know that the intentions yeah. are wonderful, but I didn't need prayers. It was over. He was already gone. So and I, I know that that's some people it's comfort. It's it's not my thing. And I will never say it to someone else because it's just, I'm like, don't pray for me. Bring Chick-fil-A. Like, exactly. I don't, like 
you know, and don't bring casseroles. Don't bring anything like that. Just listen no. to what I need. And I'm going to tell you, no, it's, yeah, I don't, I, I, when people, I, I feel like I talk to 400 widows a day over social or whatever. And I, I don't know what to say any more than I did when it happened to me. Mm-hmm. It's a really confusing event. And I do think you're right though, when people just say it's the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. That's, you're like, finally, someone's there. Yeah. And then I'll tell you when it's not the worst thing ever again. Like mm-hmm. in a couple of days, I'll be like, you know what? I had this amazing moment. And then you need to be like, that's amazing. So I think really we mirror the person who's grieving wherever they are. We just, I guess, just like a marriage, you're supposed to just mirror them and let yeah. them be heard. See, all that counseling's Look helped. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> what do you say the first couple months carried you through? Any rituals, any books, any, are we just I mean, drinking tequila? I, funnily enough, I didn't drink for a while afterward because I was so afraid to like open whatever that vessel was going to be or Smart. I don't know, lose control. I did chain smoke like a crazy person <laughs> because my friend who'd also lost a loved one came over with American spirit cigarettes and said, you know what? There's, I think that Native Americans used, this could be so fucking wrong, right. but she said, this is the way that they would connect with dead people was through tobacco. <laughs> that sounds like her dad worked for Marlboro or something. That's yeah. outrageous. And I was like, oh, you don't say. I used to love these things in college. <laughs> Light them up. And I just ripped cigarettes on that. And I would talk to him. I would chain smoke and I would talk to him and I would chain smoke and I'd talk to him and I'd cry. And I got a puppy, which was the best thing ever and also the worst thing ever. But I do think that comes into the the parenting thing, like grieving and being a mother. It, I had to get that dog because I needed a moment yeah. to think about someone else to or something else or to take care of someone else or think about someone else, not myself. Yes. Motherhood is obviously way harder than having a dog, but I, it's a necessary escape that your brain and your body needs. Yeah. No, I think, I actually think you're, you're totally right. The kids give you, and I, I think it's hard when you're a mom and you're desperate to cry, mm-hmm. but thank God for my children because you get to be distracted and you have to keep going. And they're not as grievy as you are. They mm-hmm. grieve in certain moments, but most of it, they're just like worried about their lives, which is what they should be. I almost got a dog. I almost did that golden doodle thing when everybody yeah. else was doing it. Mm-hmm. But I saw what it took to take a puppy. And I was like, I'm barely hanging on right now. Like if someone chews my couch right now, it's over. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you like you, kids, you didn't need the dog. No, I didn't need the dog. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So when you think about what what I want to ask you, like what was the most important thing you le- learned from Matt when he was alive that that you believe you brought towards you know, into this version of you, into the, your relationship with Zach? Like what was the best part of him? There's 
there's two things. He was really fearless mm-hmm. and had a really great mentality when it came to like, why not me? You know, he he grew up in LA, but was very like, you know, middle middle class, but was going to school with like the inventor of, you know, ketchup's Earth. kids. Right, right. Um, Electricity. Um, and, yeah. Exactly. So he was with Albert Einstein's children. <laughs> and he saw these people who were highly successful and he was really scrappy in that way. He's like, I want, I want a fucking yacht in Malibu too. So I'm going to go and I'm going to do that thing. And he went to an Ivy League school and he was just really brilliant and fearless. And when he passed away, I was like, if there's anything that I'm going to try to be, it's going to be more fearless with things that I want out of life. And then the other thing, as far as my my now marriage goes, I think that really it was the biggest lesson in you're not guaranteed a tomorrow. And yeah. so with Zach, I am often reminded when I'm ready to like kill him or vice right. versa or whatever it is, or you get stuck in the minutia of just living and caring about the things that don't matter. I That perspective that I gained from losing Matt is that, I don't know how much longer I have with him either. So I better stop caring about him mowing the lawn too often. (laughs) Listen, let that be the worst thing that beautiful man does (laughs) is do too many chores too often. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, every time you go through grief, every time you lose somebody, the, the gifts are always bigger than the pain Mm -hmm. only because you get to choose if you want to keep living. And I think it's really important for people to understand that grief is not a choice. It comes. It's part of it. It's like breathing. It's like sadness. But you do have a choice what you do with that grief. And we can get stuck in either joy or sadness. And so Mm -hmm. it's important, I think, in the beginning when you lose somebody to have a North Star. And the North Star can always be something you loved about them that they taught you. And then Sometimes just having one or two things you're going to do that they remind you of keeps you on the track from going to the loony bin. So for you, it was live fearlessly and look at what you've built and look at what you do and all the things you've been through. And you've had grief in different ways of different types of losses. But what it looks like it did for you is it made you keep going and saying like, I'm putting everything in because it could be over. Nate was a little bit like that. His was more, he was just loving He just loved everything about life, which is the opposite of how I go through it. I go through just judging everyone. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's my job. And he just, he's taught me, I think I'm much more open to letting go of having opinions about people. And I mean, I still am going to say stuff, but in a kind way. But just being here and being like amazed at this thing called life. Nate just woke up every morning like, oh my God, the sun's up again. And I was like, Lord, have mercy. You know, and like, he just was like, let's just go look at the moon. And I'm like, who has time for the moon? And now I sit my ass down and I, in, in LA where just planes are going over and I still see the baby moon through all the smog. And I'm like, I love you, moon. Because he taught me that that's important. And when you're gone, when, when Matt's gone and Nate's gone, there's no moon. Mm-mm. There's no lawn. It's over. So kind of giving everything you've got when you're here, I don't think I really, I understood it until he was gone. And I think your life is the life of someone who pushes it. And I mean, I watch you and I'm like, I best get going. I best. 
Yes. Well, I'm, I've had a head start, you know? You've had a head start. I'm hoping you slow down and then we tie. <laughs> oh, I'm know? slowing down. <laughs> well, well you, don't, you don't done. sleep anymore. Yeah. There you go. What would be the thing that, what would he say? What If Matt could say something to you mm-hmm. that he would want you to know, and it can't be, I hope you're happy. <laughs> Like nobody in the world's dead is going like, I hope you're happy. Nobody would say, I hope you're happy Mm -mm. Mm because happy's fleeting. Happy comes and goes. It has nothing to do with anything. But what would his, what would he want for you? Well, the the thing I'd want to hear from him, it's kind of another two-parter. I love a two-parter. I love a (laughs) two-parter. The thing I think I wanted to hear from from him for so long and still would be so nice to hear is that he's proud of how I did it and proud Uh, of the way that I kind of survive that, the wreckage. Because there were moments in the grief where I was like, God, he'd be so disappointed in me. Or I fucking hope he can't see me now. You know, like I'm just, I'm I'm sad for who I am right now. And I'm not proud of this girl, but I, I would like to hear that he's, he's proud of, of everything that I kind of went through over the last eight years. What was the second part? <laughs> You had two parts of what he what he what he would say to you. Oh, and so, what he would probably say to me right. is, "Oh God, you look good, girl." I mean, I hope so. God, girl, I, we, but I do think of that because I'm like, you he, do. I he saw pictures of you with him. You're looking better. You were like really like '80s rocker with him. Really, I looked Maybe on the internet today. Party? I don't oh, think so. The pictures- it was that are on the internet of the two of us are we. They're strange. They're super Hollywood club. Yes, like they're super yes. excess, two thousand and like four. I don't know. I was confused. I was like, I just don't know if that matches up with with the pleated pants I saw her in. No, you, you were a little more rockery back then. Yeah, I think because I was like fresh out of New York. I met him right, and it was right. the it was like the nineties moved on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, and you were still in a nightclub. I was, at, I was young Hollywood. I was in nightclubs. You young Hollywood. I think that he'd be really happy for me and like the life that I've built and the family. And even though we were both really like going after it in our careers, we both wanted the family and the, you know, the white picket fence, our version of that. We were looking to buy a house together. And I think that he'd be happy that I didn't go off the deep end or like off the rails. You know, Kelty, my business partner jokes that if she had been in my position, you know, a young actress in Hollywood who's boyfriend had passed away. She would like go try to find like the most famous person, even right. if he was a douchebag, just to climb that ladder of the fame, you know, thing. A higher. Yeah. And I just didn't, I didn't do that. And I think that he probably would be happy with how things ended up for me. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you two more questions and then we'll go. But on that note, and you inspire me because when I see your marriage with Zach and I miss being married and I miss loving somebody. And obviously I was married to Nate for a long time, but when you met Zach, how did you know after knowing once, how do you know again? I, I, I need to know how to know. How do you move on and not compare and say like, I want to do life with this guy. Is it different? Is it the same? Is it just a knowing just like it was with Matt or how does it feel? So it, First, I'm not going to lie. You're going to have moments when you get into that new relationship. If you, wh- whether it is like your first fight or the first time that they disappoint you or the f- you, anything, you are going to go in your closet and sob because yeah. that other person's not here anymore and you want them so badly. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that it's 
because this other person's not the person for you. I I genuinely believe, and I think that if Matt were here, he would admit the same thing. I was meant to do life with Zach. I was 100%. Yeah. And I was meant to grow old with Zach. I was meant to have a family with Zach. And so it's hard. And it definitely felt you are seeing the world for the first time in, in a new lens. So when I met Matt, I was young, I was free. I was, you know, charmed life, all that stuff. So the stuff I had butterflies and it was romantic and it was this, that, and the other. Well now, you know, unfortunately Zach met the like hardened (laughs) real bitch. Oh, (laughs) so it's never going to feel the same and you should, nor should it. But I knew with Zach because I felt for the first time since losing Matt that there was somebody who genuinely cared for me and wanted to protect me. And as like weird and sexist as that might come across, it's I needed to be taken care of. And I not just during the grief, now in life, I like I need the support because I think also once you've had the rug pulled out from under you, the reality is you're always going to be a little fearful. And so having somebody that's so solid that I know that even if that does happen again, I'm good. Like he's got me. Yeah. Before Nate died, I was afraid of everything because I kept thinking this this other shoe would drop and I wouldn't be able to survive it. And there's something really unique that's happening now, which is I've made it through a couple things that I just dreaded my entire life since I was like six. Death, medical things, kids going through stuff, parents divorcing, whatever it is. And I'm I'm still here. And so I think that as much as we hate going through these things and as much as grief is the worst pain physically that you'll feel, there is this freedom and joy on the other side. So what would you say to somebody that just lost their fiance last week? And what would be the one thing you would let them know today? The thing I had to be reminded of a lot by my grief counselor during that time is that grief does not look one way for anyone. There's no one size fits all. And there's no, I was the person who was so afraid to truly grieve because I was afraid by letting go and, and really going dark, I would almost never come back from it. Mm. She said, I was afraid of, you know, like the white coat and being carted off. And that's the end of my life. That's bye, Becca. Becca's locked up. Yep. Lindsay Lohan. Yep. Yes. Lindsay Lohan. And I was so afraid. And so for the longest time I was holding on for dear life because I, I thought that if I let go a little bit, that would happen. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And by holding on for dear life, it only prolongs the process and it only takes longer to get to the healing. So if you're like me and that was your approach, that's the best advice I can can give. And if you're somebody who has no problem sobbing on your bathroom floor nude with a bottle of tequila next to you, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's okay too. And it, it is going to feel like you're going to think this is going to be like this forever. And fortunately and unfortunately at times it's not, and life goes on. And I had a moment where I was maybe six months, seven months after Matt passed away and I was driving to Big Sur And I don't know what it is, but I was like, holy shit, I am finally seeing in color again. Yes. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was like this veil had lifted from my soul, my being, my my eyes, my everything. And I was like, oh, I can feel joy again. And you will. I love that. I love that. I feel like I hit that at four years where I was like, oh my God, I'm having fun again. Yeah. I actually love this life and Nate and I are good and we're going to survive. So... Thank you for taking the time. Thank you. I don't know what I would have done without you the last couple of years. Literally, Same. literally, what a gift. Becca Tobin, she's everything. Thank you Love so you. much for joining. Talk to you Thank soon. You. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And remember, keep going. It gets better. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.